Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. And welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, the Samoa government reaffirms its support for Joseph Parker and the Papua New Guinea Golf Open tees off in Port Moresby. But first, the Pacific Rugby League test is upon us with Samoa, Fiji, Tonga, Papua New Guinea and the Cook Islands all involved in the expanded international weekend. The Cookies are taking part for the first time and head coach Tony Eero says their match against Papua New Guinea is about building for the future. We've selected a, a few young guys who are showing a real passion and a desire to, to represent. So we're, we're confident they're going to deliver on the day. We've surrounded them with a few uh, old heads who have been there and done that. Um, but we're just looking forward to the week. As you said, test matches and official test matches have been few and far between for the Cook Islands. So to have this one part of what's going to be a really exciting weekend is, uh, is great for our game and um, hopefully we'll encourage some more boys of Cook Island um, heritage to uh, put their hand up. I mean, it is uh, a reasonably different uh, squad all up from the one you were last able to pick. Is that down to the fact that you've got more people available to pick from? Is it anything to do with the eligibility changes or is it just form and, 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 and what you thought would go best? Oh, I think, you know, we've uh, got a number of boys playing NRL at the moment, but most teams are recognising there's a huge injury um, list that comes out at this weekend. But uh, what that has done is given some boys uh, who we feel will be part you know, of, our, of our next challenge into the 2021 uh, World Cup, uh, a real opportunity to sort of stake their claim, put themselves in the jumper uh, and learn about what we're about. And I'm really I'm really happy with the squad we've got. It is young, but I can see a lot of potential in it. You know, they're going to have to play well against Papua New Guinea on, on Saturday afternoon, but I'm, I'm confident they're going to be up for the challenge. Yeah, I guess it's an interesting uh, position for the cookies to be in, isn't it? Because PNG, Samoa, Tonga, etc., etc., obviously all preparing for that World Cup later this year and, and you guys won't be there. So uh, I guess, you know, a real opportunity for you guys to try and, uh, uh, you know, make something of a statement and, and show that you probably did deserve to be there and and, uh, and just make sure you don't get forgotten about. For our players, uh, just the opportunity to, to uh, pull on the jersey over this uh, rip round just gives them an opportunity to show what the Cook Islands, um, even though we're not here in the World Cup this year. We're really serious about making it in 2021, which seems a long way away. But given the, the shape and age of the squad, this is a good opportunity you know, to, to, to start a program where um, you know we are challenging to get back in there. And it's not going to be easy. To me, the, the strength of international rugby league is in the Southern Hemisphere. Uh, and we've got to make sure that we're tracking along with the rest of the nations and, and improving and, and getting better so that you know, it comes to the stage where we are looking at those qualifying games and we're in the best position that we can be to... Um, to make sure we win the next one. 
nice to have Alex Glenn back in the mix. He's going to captain the team on uh, on Saturday afternoon, and you know he's he's an experienced uh, footballer. Uh, he's a total professional, and I know you know just talking to some of the younger guys when I mentioned that Alex was captaining the side, you know that, that gave them a boost. They're they're really excited to be playing alongside him. He's been he's one of the true gentlemen of the game. To see him put his hand up for for the cookies is great. Obviously, you know he's going to be a big chance of making the New Zealand World Cup squad at the back end of the year. Uh, but for him, this you know his his. Um, just being around the camp, his presence is going to be great for, for some of these young guys. Yeah, and I guess a lot of talk about the eligibility changes. This is, I guess, uh, evidence in practice. Alex Glenn gets the chance to represent the Cook Islands, uh, as he obviously um, you know, values and, and gets a chance to represent his heritage, but also keep himself uh, in the shop window for New Zealand for that World Cup as well. So it's kind of a win-win. Yeah, it's an it's an interesting situation. You know, the detractors will say it uh, lessens you know the the international game a little bit. But for me, you know, our World Cup should be about the best players um, participating. And obviously, with us not being there, but with you know the Tongan and Samoan sides uh, who are chock full of NRL players, uh, I think that's going to make for an exciting World Cup at the end of the year. Uh, we are going to see the best best players uh, uh, in the game. And the other thing is too, you know, you know the Pacific Island. Um, players, uh, you know, the fastest growing group of players in the NRL, so that can only help, you know, the international game and its credibility and the strength of it. So, yeah, we are a little bit different, but I think we are, we've got to do things a little bit differently to keep promoting rugby league internationally. That's the Cook Islands rugby league coach Tony Ira. Fiji have won the international tug-of-war for Melbourne Storm wing Suliasi Vunivalu, who will make his test debut against Tonga at the weekend. The Bati will be missing some other strike weapons though, with Jared Hayne, Aquila Uate, John Sutton and Semi Redradra all not selected. Manu Vatuve will debut for Tonga against Fiji and Bati coach Mick Potter says it's a great first step in a World Cup year. It's a great build-up and um, I'm glad there's uh, there's quite a few teams participating in this uh, in this rip round and um, it's, it's quite exciting and it's a good build-up um, where we've got a, a mix mixed bag of, of youth experience and um, and um, probably close to a, a stronger squad, maybe with, just with a couple couple of players missing. But um, looking on the up, and um, you know, if we look back to this time last year in May, it, uh, it was um, our squad probably was slightly weaker. So um, yeah, in a build up to a World Cup um, year, it's a uh, it's quite exciting, so I'm looking forward to it. And, and we're playing Tonga, which is which is a different different team, obviously, to Papua New Guinea, and they're um, they've got uh, a plethora of um, NRL stars in the game, yeah, from the halves to the, to the outside backs to the big forwards. Yeah, and, and I guess this is indicative of you know what yourself and, and many other coaches have talked about is is the availability of those players finally. Those players can be selected now without having the risk of, you know, ruining their chances for Australia or New Zealand, or even if they don't, I guess, have that intention, it, it just frees them up and, and and means there's no, I guess, sacrifice that has to be made one way or another. They'll they'll play for somebody. So uh, that's allowing you and and your fellow coaches to pick the best teams possible, which I guess is great for you and and great for the fans. Potentially expands the game and I mean gives it gives it a little bit more credibility around the um, around the island nations and. Uh... And those people that have got heritage back there, and, and they take can take quite a bit of pride in, in how how their team performs in these weekends. And playing through country, I would imagine, is a 
phenomenal thing and probably the ultimate accolade you can have. These games mean a lot to these players. And uh, as you prepare for this World Cup later this year, Mick, I mean, what you know, what what's the key to this week? Obviously, you've got a match, you know, come Saturday. But uh, is, is this very much a, a crucial step as as you build towards October? Well, it's your first your first time for the for this year that you get your players together and uh, and you start to build that camaraderie and those combinations um, at training um, leading up to this game. And then that'll that'll give you a little bit of a base for for the World Cup. So having the players together early is 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 is, uh, is very good, and um, and then getting to play a game here it'll it'll just it'll stand us in good stead for um, for the World Cup. So you know, the, the guys playing together, and we will get used to some calls, and they'll get used to what what they can expect from their teammates, and and what their teammates can expect from them. And uh, in, in terms of who is in that team, uh, obviously there's been a lot of talk about Jared Haynes, Suleyasevuni Valu, Aquila uh, Uate has been with you guys in recent years. Are they all going to be there? Aquila Uate, uh, um, he would be there. Um, he, he mentioned last year about just trying to give the young blokes a go. So, and, and he'd be, he'd, like if, I, if I rung him, I think he'd jump at the chance, but that, um, I think he's got his eye on, on um, from what the papers said, on, on New South Wales jumper potentially, but, but whether that comes or not is another thing, but it's in my control, but he'd prefer the young guys to start to play with the Barty team, and, but he's, he's been an enormous form, hasn't he? Yes, yeah, so d- d- does that mean he would likely not be a part of the World Cup team later this year as well then? Oh, he he possibly could be. No, he again we, we've got a, a larger squad in the in the World Cup, and, um, and we need need more bodies. But but for this particular game, he he thought it, it would be best for the young guys. He's he's been there, done that type of thing for this particular game. So yeah, is he available for the World Cup? Well, he he hasn't said that he has or hasn't been. So um, I've just I've just left him left him alone and uh, and just brought in some young guys for this particular match. So but he would be, he would be certainly one that you could look at given yeah. his form. So, so Vunivalu and Hain are they there? No, Vunivalu is there, yes, and Hain no. So he's only been back a couple of weeks from his ankle. So I, I spoke to Jared and he um, he wanted to start to uh, to pay the club back for um, you know, missing those those six odd weeks or something that he's missed. So you know, just given that he's only been back a week or so and he's come back uh, on fire, hasn't he? But at the end of the year, I think he's very keen to uh, participate for PG. And uh, and and Sulias, Jared obviously has has talked a lot about his passion for Fiji and been keen to play there. Yes. So uh, I guess the fans can will have to wait a little bit longer. But um, in terms of Suliasi, there's been a lot of talk about his eligibility, and and you know he's got three options he could have picked from. So um, at least in this point in time, to go with Fiji must be uh, very exciting for you and and for Fiji. Oh, I think it is, yeah. and, and he. he Certainly adds adds some strike power to our edge. Um, he's a, he's a player that um, that can jump high for uh, for kicks. He, he can he's elusive. He's strong in the in the backfield. He's, uh, he certainly adds some some zip to us. So um, that's yeah, it does um, does give us some some potency on the edge with uh, with him on on the wing. And in, in, in terms of that, he's been quite coy uh, recently when he gets asked about that. Obviously, he's now in your team, but uh, 
did you have to convince him or did he just come to that decision himself that Fiji was who he was going to go with at this point? Oh no, it's, uh, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, I didn't take any convincing from myself. It was, it was just he's available and um, he, he was very keen to, to participate. I know there was a bit of speculation about I think just New Zealand made an inquiry on his availability for them. So it's great that we have him on, on board. That's the Fiji Bati coach, Mick Potter. The Samoa government says a change in opponent has not affected their support for Joseph Parker's upcoming bout. The cabinet last month agreed to pay Parker's promoters $100,000 to support his WBO title defence against Huey Fury. Parker will now fight the Romanian Ratsvan Kajanu on Saturday after Fury pulled out of the fight, citing a back injury. But Samoa's sports minister, Loal Kanetesio, says the cabinet's commitment still stands. If he doesn't go through with this fight, so you, you won't be continuing in a way because uh, he has also have limited resources. But we can see that uh, he has got a big future. And uh, not only that, uh, but uh, he will uh, have the exposure and uh, will carry the flag for Samoa in a way. So we're looking into that financially that uh, we need to support him uh, at the moment. For this fight, his first title defence, it was to be against Huey Fury. And uh, the Cabinet approved... Uh, Funding of a hundred thousand US dollars, I believe. Uh, the opponent has, of course, since changed. Um, he's now taking on a Romanian fighter. Um, but has that changed anything in regards to Samoa's contribution? No, not that I know, because uh, we haven't met the king and uh, had decision on that. But I'm in a position that uh, we still remain with the decision that we had to support him in a way, even though that uh, Bowman, uh, the opponent has been changed. So that doesn't mean that uh, we're gonna back off from there because uh, even though his opponent has been changed, he needs to fight. Uh, so we need to support him in a way. The fight has been moved from central Auckland to south Auckland, which of course has a, a very strong Polynesian community, many Samoans that do live there as well. And I, I guess that's even better that, you know, a lot of the Samoan and Polynesian community that uh, support Joseph Parker will be able to go out and watch him. I hope so. They've all been coming up. Uh, hopefully that uh, they'll be there to support, uh, you know, the sons of Samoa. Give him support. Uh, actually, yeah, it's a good venue for, as you know, that uh, most of the Pacific people are living down in the south. So hopefully they'll come out. And, and you were with Joseph Parker when he came back to Apia, back to Samoa after winning the world title. Uh, what did that mean for the country, um, not just the victory, but also him coming back and, and showing his thanks to the Samoan people? Yeah, I would say it means a lot to us in a way. You know, how many sons uh, they can do this? You know, getting to the world title and, and, and have the world champion with the WPO belt, you know, hardly, you know, once in a million in a way. So we've got to celebrate and uh, make sure that uh, we give him uh, support. And so with the funding that's been given by the government, the, the 100,000 um, US dollars, what, what does that go towards? Is that so there's going to be, I guess, advertising signs at the venue, tourism, Samoa, that sort of thing? Uh, raising the flag and, and and having the national anthem inside the ring uh, that that would do to tell the whole world that uh, he's from actually his ancestors and uh, he has got blood uh, and he's been part of our our, our community and he's, he's our son in a way. That's Samoa's sports minister Luau Kanetisil. Australian golfer Josh Caban is bidding for a second title in three years when the Papua New Guinea Golf Open tees off in Port Moresby on Thursday. The New South Welshman is coming off a tie for fourth place at last week's Morobi Open in Leigh. Just uh, finished the pro-am today, so I uh, hit it pretty good for the pro-am. Playing 
and very solid. The course is playing nice, so um, yeah, looking forward to it. A course that you're familiar with, having uh, been to the PNG Open a few times now. Yeah, so I'm. Um, this is my third year in a row, so I'm yeah quite familiar with PNG and the course itself. Um, yeah, just keep. Love it, keep going back. So. There does seem to be uh, a growing number of events in the Pacific region. Uh, obviously, PNG Open, uh, last week you guys were at the Morobi Pro-Am, uh, and of course the Fiji International is uh, pretty prominent these days as well. Um, is that becoming quite a big swing on the uh, PGA Australia Tour? It's definitely becoming more and more uh, prominent with the guys. Um, a lot more guys have come up this year, I believe. It's probably up from 70 to 90 this year at, um, at the PNG Open. Um, and even last week in Lay, there was, there was way more guys playing. So I, I believe it's um, yeah definitely becoming more and more prominent in the South Pacific. So good. Does it get any? I mean, I suppose uh, every golf course has its challenges, depending on conditions and you know changing pins and whatnot. But uh, um, has it got any easier to play in PNG now that you've been there a few years, or is it always always difficult depending on the course? I believe it's getting easier. I think I think the course itself, the green staff are doing a really good job. I believe it's getting the golf course itself is getting a lot better. And also, I think you're more acclimatised to the weather and the people and um, just what lines to take on certain holes. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's slowly getting easier. Never and, easy, but getting there. Indeed. Uh, Josh, you obviously won the title two years ago uh, on debut, so uh, you'd be looking to reclaim that back. Yeah, definitely. Um, that was that was a really good week for me. I played, played really solid. And, um, yeah, so I'm obviously feeling comfortable here. Um, yeah, and hopefully I can just uh, be up there on Sunday and hopefully be amongst it. And uh, a tidy finish for you uh, in lay, uh, tied for fourth, I think it was. Um, so, who do you anticipate are going to be your uh, your main rivals? Uh, you know, come tee off. Obviously, uh, Chris Wood, last week's winner, is obviously playing good golf at the moment, and isn't um, isn't put off by the conditions. So, I think he'll be one that's going to be up there. I um, I think probably a few guys like Tim Hart and stuff who have been up here uh, many times, and obviously finished pretty high every year. Obviously, defending champion Brad Mills, um, he obviously loves the track as well. So there's a lot of guys that could pop up and win this year. Um, it's a really strong field. And obviously, there's lots of Australians and a few Kiwis uh, in the field as well. But one of the things about bringing these tournaments to the South Pacific is that I think you've got one uh, PNG full-timer and then uh, you know 15 or so amateurs as well. So it exposes you know top-level competition to golfers from the region that, that don't always get that opportunity. Yeah, for sure. So hopefully we can make a bit of an impression, I suppose, on the region. And um, a lot of the local guys here, especially a lot of the local amateurs, are really just real talented golfers. So hopefully we can maybe give them a few tips or um, even just motivate them to to keep playing and keep um, getting on and then hopefully see them on our tour in the years to come. That's the Australian golfer Josh Caban. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his (laughs) due. Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. 
I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.